Welcome to Recess Now, 5-Minute Bit. I'm Ralph Seymour, Physician Assistant, Emergency Medicine and Critical Care. Today we're going to talk about the subclavian central line and some different pitfalls and pearls about this line. I like doing subclavian lines. I think um, I think I've gotten a little bit better at them uh, over the last year. And originally, the way I was trained to do a subclavian line um, was by uh, one of my uh, mentors in emergency medicine, um, and that was the blind approach. Uh, first thing that I want you to understand about subclavian lines is I think the risk, I think they carry a little bit higher risk than uh, do other areas like the um, internal jugular vein or the femoral. And the reason that is, is because the lung is sitting right beneath where you're going to be um, doing these lines. So you got to kind of be good at what you're doing if you're going to be doing these things blind. Uh, it takes practice. And I think if you do enough of these things, you're probably going to end up dropping a lung sooner or later. Um, but that being said, I think it's still a good line. It's a relatively clean line. Um, I find that my patients, uh, they find them to be a little bit more comfortable uh, to have them just because they're not like hanging off the side of their neck. And, you know, patients sometimes get freaked out when you when you uh, perform any kind of procedure in their neck or in their groin. So I, I like subclavian lines for a variety of reasons. And getting access to the subclavian uh, oftentimes is a lot easier at the bedside. So just going over general, uh, general things about subclavian. Clavian. If you're going to pick a side, um, there's some pros and cons to each side, right or left. Okay, so I'll sometimes do the right side um, because I know when I'm doing a right-sided subclavian that the lung apex is going to be a little bit lower down on the right side than it is on the left. So there's a lesser chance of a pneumothorax by doing a right-sided subclavian. Okay, if you're doing it blind. All right, so that's one thing. The second thing, though, if you chose the right side, is that the the trajectory of the subclavian vein and when it meets the internal jugular and turns into the right brachiocephalic, that angle down into the heart is a little bit more acute. It's a little more, it's a little more sharp. Okay. So because I know that, I know that the wire trajectory is, uh, it's, it may become a problem. And a lot of times what happens on the right, and it can also happen on the left, is that when you, when you put the wire through your introducer needle and you start getting some weird tactile feedback with the wire, meaning something doesn't seem right. And I've mentioned this in previous podcasts. Um, sometimes what that means is the wire actually went north up the right IJ and into the um, the venous sinuses of uh, of the brain. That's not the end of the world. It sounds worse than it is, and it's easily identifiable in real time using ultrasound. But I'm going over right now um, blind subclavians. So that's one thing. It's the it's the anatomy on the right side actually is a little bit difficult to get that wire to go down into the heart. Now, if I turn my attention to the left side, and I'm going to do a left-sided subclavian, now your anatomy is a lot more friendly, okay? Because you've got a nice, smooth um, uh, brachiocephalic, meaning that the, um, the uh, left subclavian vein uh, meets 
uh, the uh, brachiocephalic, and it kind of like gently and and um, gradually moves across the midline into the um, the superior vena cava. So that's the advantage there about the anatomy. Now the disadvantage is. The left apex of the lung is a little bit higher up than the right, so it's more likely if you're going to uh, cause a pneumothorax, it probably would happen more commonly on the left. I'm not sure um, if the data ever uh, bore that out uh, the way um, you know it's traditionally taught, but it's something to keep in mind. So when you're talking about landmarks um, for your blind subclavian, uh, you're going to use your thumb and your index finger um, as as basically uh, part of the procedure here. So you know your landmark is going to be looking at the uh, the uh, the clavicle in thirds and you are going to be concentrating on the middle third of the clavicle and the outer middle third is where your needle entry is going to be that's where you put your thumb okay and your finger is going to be in the sternal notch okay so basically what you're going to do you're going to angle the needle uh, so that the needle is pointing towards your index finger where your sternal notch is and you're going to dive that needle down and you're going to use your thumb to kind of guide that needle underneath the clavicle and between the clavicle and the first rib and you're going to gently withdraw um, apply uh, suction uh, to your syringe and is, and you keep advancing in that same plane, kind of like I would say maybe a 45 degree angle towards the supra sternal notch and you're going to apply suction until you get uh, blood return and once you get blood return, take your syringe off and wire the vessel. Um, this is going to conclude uh, part one of subclavian central lines. Um, Ralph Seymour and we'll see you next time.